Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only. Right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning into the Performance Anxiety Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark, and Dianthus is an unusual band. It's a band made up of twin sisters. Jessica and Jackie Perry, on drums and guitar respectively, started off playing classical piano. But once they heard Black Veil Brides, it was all over. They put the piano aside for guitar and drums and started writing some pretty heavy music. They honed their chops on covers and released their originals on SoundCloud. When they started to work on their debut album, they had the opportunity to work with Jinx from Black Veil Brides. And just as the duo began working on their new album, the lockdowns hit. That forced them to take a different approach to their writing. I think it paid off in the quality of the songs, particularly in their lyrics. And currently they're working on arranging the songs from their new album Realms so they can sound just as good live as they do on the album. Look out for their live shows and give them a follow on social media. And you can check out dianthuslive.com for all their links. Give us a follow at Performance ANX on social media. And you can help us out with a coffee at ko-fi.com slash performance anxiety. Or buy some merch at performanceanx.threadless.com. Rate and review. It really does help. And don't forget to check out the other great shows on the Pantheon Podcast Network. But right now, give it up for Dianthus on Performance Anxiety. What's up? This is Dianthus. I'm Jessica. And I'm Jackie. And you're listening to the Performance Anxiety Podcast. And once again, our second album, Realms, is out now on all streaming platforms. So make sure you listen today and um, grab the physical copies as well um, through decoentertainment.com. You know how many MC practice times. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This is, I've really been enjoying both albums. This is, uh, is going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for listening to our music. Of course. I have been enjoying discovering you guys. It's a real treat to, it's going to sound weird, to find you existed. So <laughs> I, 
know, yeah. Now you know we exist. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. what I what I like to do is to find out how you got into music in the first place. To I think that helps to set the the stage for where you are now. So, yeah. You guys are fraternal twins. Yep. All right. So that means so not identical fraternal. Which one of you is older? Um, that would be me. So um, I'm Jessica. Yeah, I'm, we're just a minute apart, actually. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I came out in the world first, I guess. Yeah. I could have been Jackie, though. Yeah. <laughs> against me all the time. <laughs> it's just, well, it's going to be the other way around. I think you're older at, at some point, so. Right, right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so yeah. how was the household growing up? Was there a lot of music growing up? Was there a lot of uh, uh, creativity in the household? Um, yeah, well, our mom played a lot of piano as a kid, and, you know, we would hear her um, occasionally sitting down at the piano to play some of the songs she used to play as a kid, okay. and, um, yeah, we'd always have the piano there. Um, our dad was never um, musical, but he was still very supportive of our band. He listened but, to a lot of good bands. Yeah, yeah, but we would always have music playing, like anybody, to get you through the day. Okay. So, yeah. When did mm -hmm. music really start to have an impact on you? When did you really like start to notice music and, and think this is really something I might like to learn more about? Yeah. Um, it actually started kind of early for us because, you know, it kind of happened by chance that we got involved in music um, because our neighbors were, um, they were moving out at the time and we were only seven and they couldn't bring their, their piano, their um, acoustic piano is too big. So they let us have the piano and wow. then, you know, naturally we gravitated to it. Yeah. yeah. So it, it found its way in our home that <laughs> the music did. Yeah. So we love the piano. We love the challenge. So that's how it, it got started for us. So, and you both started off playing classical piano. Yes. Yeah. Right when we got the piano in the house, we started taking lessons right away because we were kind of just doing the, the chopsticks, you know, we didn't know what we were doing, <laughs> yeah. but we want to use all of our fingers, you know? So yeah, we took classical lessons. Mm -hmm. Was that something that you two wanted to do or just that your parents kind of decided you should do? Um, we, we didn't really know what, yeah, we didn't what know. to do because we were so young at the time, but our mm -hmm. mom, um, you know, thankfully for her, she chose a really good teacher for us, Miss Elsie. <laughs> She's a great teacher. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she still gives lessons, but um, yeah, she mm -hmm. taught us a lot and you know, after taking lessons with her, then we kind of um, had a passion for classical after that. Yes. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your mom noticed you guys banging around on the piano and just and thought, well, let's get them some lessons and, and get yeah. some structure yeah. to this. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And there was no YouTube lessons. So we had right. in lessons. <laughs> so we're so grateful for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. The band's pretty heavy. When when did the heavy music really start to take a hold in your listening, like like as a as a genre that you enjoyed listening to? Yeah, um, I'd probably school. say like high school. Yeah, because um, before high school, we were um, listening to a lot of classic rock bands, like you know um, Van Halen, you know that whole kind of scene. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. We still love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was this other band that came into play. They're called Black Bull Brides. And after we listened to them, we, um, you know, they kind of bridged the gap between rock and heavy. Okay. So, yeah, we discovered a lot of bands after them. Yeah, we just, we explored the hot topic. That's what we did. <laughs> so we, found all, we found all those kind of modern modern metal bands, Yeah, again, Bring so. Me the Horizon, all We're that. like, who are these people, you know? So that's how it happened, too. High school age. Bridging the gap between the That's So Raven concert that you guys went to and... Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Yeah, that that was um, middle school. I think we went to that one. Yes, that was fun. Our first concert, right? <laughs> it was. Our, it happened to be our first concert. <laughs> that's. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, concert experiences are concert experiences. They're they're fun no matter what. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole experience. And you guys were actually also cheerleaders in high school, not not necessarily like the big metal kids. Oh yeah, we're, yeah. Anything but the metal kids in high school. <laughs> I mean, we were kind of we were reserved and kind of we're like oddly shy, even though we were on the cheer team. But it kind of brought us out of our shell, kind of like music does. Okay. But um, you know, being in cheer, we were actually doing a lot of athletic stuff. We were doing stunts, and we would be the flyers. So it helped oh, us kind of, I don't know, get kind of toned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was fun though. It was it was a good experience, and then. No one knew that we listened to like Blackpool Brides, you know, wow. um, during the yes. <laughs> Well, actually, actually, yeah. Um, before like every like showcase we had, um, nobody knew, but we were just we're listening to like heavy bands, Slipknot, just to get stoked, you know. And <laughs> it's funny because on the outside we're like cheerleaders, but on the inside we're listening to metal. Oh <laughs> right? my yeah, gosh. it was so strange. So yeah, <laughs> it was only sport ish that we were good at, I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> no basketball, no soccer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our dad tried to put us in baseball, and I was like, no. Oh, really? I, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, man. we weren't good at those. <laughs> you guys are too busy playing the classical piano. Were you still playing piano at this point, uh, taking lessons, or had you kind mm-hmm. of put that aside? Um, yes, high school. Um, yeah, we continued our lessons throughout high school, and then after high school, um, we kind of, um, yeah, postponed the lessons and stuff. But, um, yeah, it continued for a while, the classical piano lesson. Mm-hmm. When did guitar and drums come into the picture oh that was actually a middle school because um yeah the very first thing we did was piano at age seven and Mm -hmm. then middle school we were like age 14 and we joined a rock school and that's where we kind of picked up different instruments yeah oh that's awesome for age 14 for both of us i think about 14 yeah okay yeah fun so how did you guys choose which instruments you guys you you were gonna be playing I think we nat- we naturally kind of did because we naturally chose the instruments we did because um, before we were doing the rock school band in middle school, um, as kids in elementary, we were always we always thought it was cool to have a band and we'd have like our imaginary band and have the name and stuff like oh I'll play this I'll play drums you play guitar and yeah. then we actually did pursue those instruments like I don't know why I chose drums I don't know why you chose guitar but mm-hmm. it worked out <laughs> yeah just something yeah. instinctual yes. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with the stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Try doing that in person. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. 
It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And a special offer to Performance Anxiety listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash performanceanxiety. That's betterhelp.com slash performanceanxiety. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. When did you guys start playing as a band? Um, as a band, that was um, probably the year 2015. That was when Dianthus was born, That whole this whole project. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a long time coming, and we've, wow. you know, grown from that point. So We've been in bands um, before that, oh, yeah. too. Even in um, the whole rock school thing, that was what got, us, um, got the ball rolling with the band. So. Mm-hmm. Were you yeah. in, have you always been in bands together or were you, like at the rock school were you doing separate bands? Oh yeah, yeah it, it was a mixture of both. Yeah, okay. we would um every um season I guess we would be uh, rotated in different bands and sometimes we'd have each other as band members and then then I, we'd have separate bands which is like like culture shock. Where's my friend? Yeah, you guys have been together I, since, you know, before birth. Yeah, yeah. It, it was healthy, though, to have our own projects for a time, too. and Working with other people. Working with other people, yeah. Yeah, I know. But mm-hmm. now we're always together, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it worked out. Was there any idea of maybe pursuing piano professionally, or was was that gone by uh, high school? You know what? We, we never actually thought of that, but... Um, you know, once we picked up the rock instruments, it kind of, it shifted our focus a little bit, but we never wanted to put the piano down because we always loved um, warming up and playing songs on the piano. Yeah. So we always come back to it, but I don't think we ever had that thought. You're yeah. kind of doing it now, you know, though. You're, you're plan- <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would love to, though. True. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, well, I mean, it's definitely making an appearance in the music, so you're kind of doing it. Yeah. Right. A, we, we take turns to the piano part too. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, oh, so you guys are switching back and forth on, depending on the song. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on who comes up with the idea, that's the person that records it, pretty much. So, yeah, it's a half and half with piano. Was there a moment when the the, the bulb switched on to say, "This is something I want to do for a living. This is this is you know my calling." Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think after high school, because, um, you know, we were having a lot of fun in cheer, too, and doing that kind of sport. But we were also having a lot of fun writing music and playing covers and stuff in the, in the rock school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think after high school, we really thought about what we like to do and what we could do for a long time. We probably couldn't stunt for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think we could yeah, try yeah, a bit. Yeah. But um, music seemed to be the thing that you can do forever. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were very inspired, especially high school, like listening to all these like you know bands that we see in Hot Topic, and realizing that they're obviously way past their high school age, but they're still doing what they love. <laughs> yeah. and it's like they, they they're still rocking it. And yeah, that could be us in like I don't know five years, and here we are. So yeah, mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> right. Yeah. So what bands were you guys listening to at that point when when you really started to think seriously about music? Um. A lot of a lot of my chemical romance. That's what uh, we kind of yeah mm-hmm. listening to in high school and um yeah that band Blackville Brides, um yeah well, lots of Bullet for My Valentine. Okay. My yeah, lots of hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did hear that maybe some bands were not so big at hot topic like Rush. Oh right, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, we actually got introduced to them um, through our dad. Like our dad was telling us about them and. Yeah, I think we discovered them around middle school, too. So, yeah, we're big Rush fans, too, as well. And Tool kind of came later for okay. us. But, 
yeah love those bands oh yeah so do you guys consider yourselves more of a of a metal band or a prog band um we're, we're still trying to figure that out <laughs> that, that's fair i think more metal though more i think more metal for sure there's yeah. definitely prog stuff but the whole finish of the songs is probably more metal i would i would say the guitar is not that yeah, it's true. All right, so the next question is one that, that you guys have been asked, I'm sure, every single interview is Dianthus. Mm-hmm. Where did the name come from? How did you guys choose it? Yeah, um, I actually, I thought of the band name, and uh, I, I liked what Dianthus meant, but like what it symbolized. Mm-hmm. And most people don't know, but it's actually a type of flower. Right. And yeah. uh, it kind of fits with us because it's got, you know, that feminine aspect. But um, it symbolizes longevity, so we want our music to last a long time, just like that. That's a great. I mean, it's also got you know, it's got a, yeah. a metal sound to it, Dianthus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love the the one word band names like Metallica. You know. Yeah. <laughs> this one, yeah, exactly. It's either like one or one syllable. Well, one word or four syllables. That's like. It, right. Oh, that's right. Metallica, right. Iron Maiden. Yeah, something. I think uh, there's just three. Dianthus. Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Led Zeppelin, yeah. It's very, like, simple and easy to remember. I think depending on how you say Led Zeppelin, it could be three or four. I don't know. The the Zeppelin part. Led Zeppelin. (laughs) Yeah. If you think about it too long, you you go nuts. Exactly. I did see uh, several videos for you guys, and the band consists of the U2 twins, but I've also Mm -hmm. seen some live shots with various other people playing with you now is are they mm-hmm. augmenting the band at the time or are they actual members of the band or how does how does that oh. work yeah yeah so um they're actually our, our um, live session players so yeah we have a, a live bass player and then a guitarist and um it never used to be that way we used to play as a two-piece band wow. and we realized like you know we want to sound a little bit heavier on stage too and you need yeah. a real bass player too so yeah, yeah, so they've been working out really great. And, oh, that's yeah, they're awesome. session players. Yeah. So did you guys ever get a little nervous on stage, just the two of you? Because you can't really blame accents on anybody. Oh, I right. know. Yeah, right. There's a lot of pressure, you know, when it's just the two of us. And there's only one guitar, only one drummer, you know, because yeah. those are the main instruments. But we would never feel like like nervous we would feel a little bit anxious but um there was a lot of work though compared to um as far as engaging the crowd because we were stuck on our instruments oh like, yeah. i couldn't i couldn't go anywhere because i'm singing and <laughs> she, she's locked down at the drum right. so <laughs> yeah, yeah so, we're trying to do the 21 pilots thing but i couldn't jump off the kit because i'm stuck, <laughs> stuck doing prog beats <laughs> yeah yeah i, I can't program this stuff yet. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was hard in some ways so but when did yeah. you guys first start performing? Like, how old were you? I mean, was it piano recitals or was it? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Okay. It was actually piano recitals. It was um, age seven. Well, actually, for music, it was the piano recitals. But mm-hmm. when we were little kids, we would do um, showcases like um, at the fair, Broadway stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. our mom got us into um, yeah, like theater and stuff. Theater, yeah. but we weren't too much into it. We were just thrown on the stage, pretty much. <laughs> so we would just have our microphones and. Mm-hmm. Oh but yeah, wow. we're always on the stage. Yeah. So, Jackie, you're the you're the lead vocalist in the band. Mm-hmm. And Jessica, you do a lot of the background vocals. And I right. love I love that the blood harmony that you guys do that that only siblings can have. It's just incredible. I absolutely Thank love you. it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Was it a clear cut 
definition of who was going to be the lead singer and who was going to do the background more or is it does it switch or is it something in between um i think at the time um i was i was taking vocal lessons while jessica was um you know focusing on her craft doing drums Mm -hmm. and um you know we both sing you know equally pretty much but i think um yeah as far as that position i think um it's just it's easier for a guitar player to, to sing for a long amount of time, considering what she's doing on the drums. <laughs> yeah. like, I asked her front too. She so. could she could probably sing my parts on the drums, but you know she'll probably be winded. <laughs> yeah, so it, oh, it's good. Yeah. To, yeah, take a break. Right, yeah. it just seemed good that way too. Yeah, I mean, God, I mean, I, I'm always blown away by singing drummers. That's just I don't know. You got oh. four limbs doing all different kinds of things and singing. Yeah, <laughs> unreal. <laughs> You have to go on autopilot for a bit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but and that, that that doesn't necessarily make for a great performance, some, you know. So, oh, sometimes if you're on yeah. autopilot, something can get lost. Not necessarily, but sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You still gotta be careful. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's all muscle memory with drums. Oh, mm-hmm. well, okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. Now, you mm-hmm. guys started off as a SoundCloud band. Am I correct with that? Um, we actually did. That was yeah. the first streaming platform I think we had. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if we still have one. I don't, I don't know. I started SoundCloud. <laughs> like Spotify for so many years. But, oh, yeah. right. Yeah, we did start off with that, though. Yeah. Was that how you guys kind of got, dis- I guess, discovered? Um, in, a, in a way, it was the only yeah. platform we had to showcase our demos. Okay. So, um, yeah. It, well, we didn't get discovered directly through the platform, but we had the platform to um, share our music with um, certain people. So, okay. mm-hmm. yeah, it did help. Are you, are you playing out a lot before this is like, let's, let's go back to like before the first album. Are you, are you uh, playing locally a lot? Are you, you gigging around? Are you, are you hooking yeah. up with other bands and touring? <laughs> How is life for you guys before the first album comes out? Oh, right. Oh yeah. Um, before that, yeah. Thinking back, we were playing a lot of local shows. Um, we wanted to tour. We always had dreams to tour right away, but you know, we wanted to finish original music first. So okay. we were just playing small shows, no big tours or anything. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you, you guys were, and, and you were writing your music at this time. So are you playing uh, like a mix of covers and, and originals or is it all originals? Uh, it was Pretty actually, much. yeah, mostly covers actually at the time, just to get us used to like, um, you know, higher energy shows and all that. Okay. And then it, yeah, slowly became more originals over time. When did you start writing your own material and focusing more on writing your own material? I, I'd probably say it was the year 2015 because, okay. um, you know, when you have a new band name, a new brands and everything, you kind of just want to start fresh anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> that was the year that we started writing our own stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there a primary songwriter or is everything collaborative? Um, it's very collaborative. Yeah. yeah, it's always us two. Yeah. Okay. Do one of you focus on lyrics more than the other or is it is that collaborative also? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty, um, it's collaborative in some ways too. Um, I think to get the ball rolling with lyrics, um, sometimes um, I have a knack for it. I like to, you know, scribble while the lyrics down in my notebook mm-hmm. um and then it kind of gets the ball rolling and then jackie will fill in the blanks yeah. <laughs> so, i find that she does most of um the lyrics for like verses and intros and um i kind of have right. a knack for like the choruses and oh. kind of getting a melodic line there so because of the groove too like with the drumming yeah. and stuff like i feel like i can phrase different words a certain way that she wouldn't think of because i have that rhythm kind of mm-hmm. thing so then she does the chorus yeah that makes a lot yeah. of sense okay 
We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. At what point did you start thinking about recording your first album, Worth Living For? Okay. Um, actually, our manager at the time pushed us to do that. Um, we always did want to do an album, but you know we didn't have the timeline for it. Right. And we didn't know how to plan it out. But um, yeah, we actually did that whole album. We wrote and recorded everything in three months. Wow. So it was very fast. Oh my god. <laughs> very gosh. fast paced. <laughs> I think actually we had half the album done, and then like we only had three months to finish the other half. Right. It was something. Okay. Something. This like guy in twenty seventeen. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Crazy, crazy ride. <laughs> yeah. That is, that's a, that's a fast turnaround. It Very is. fast. Yeah. yeah. We didn't even have like a click track or a tempo map. So it was just raw. Oh, <laughs> raw wow. Energy. I think I tried to have the click and then the engineer was like, no, just, just have your sister, you know, play guitar in the room. And that's how we actually recorded the drums. She oh, was wow. in the same room. Really? Oh, that's fascinating. <laughs> so the, about was, that twin connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had like so much energy. And then when she came in the room, it's like, I kind of realized I needed to just relax and just record the drums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah. is that twin connection really a, th- a thing? I mean, is that, do you guys feel that? And can you, it, it, does it help your yeah. music? Yeah, it definitely. Does. There's definitely a synergy. Wow. Yeah. Cause, um, you know, since we play different instruments, we naturally read each other and we get the, um, the cues and stuff. Uh-huh. So yeah, definitely, especially in music though. Yeah, it was funny because th- there was one point where um, the session players we had a couple years back, oh, um, yeah. something happens and we were using back tracks for the first time at the live show. Yeah, we fell oh. off the tracks and then my sister and I were the only ones that stayed together and the <laughs> two were like, what happened? <laughs> it wasn't their fault. We were the ones that messed up, but we could have caught on to quicker though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they're like, what? <laughs> That's funny. Oh my yeah, God. <laughs> so did you guys produce that and release it all independently on your own oh that first record yeah oh, we worked with um with jinx actually um okay. Black yeah so um he was the producer for that and then we recorded them um, at mac and um, um, matt sorum's home studio so it was really okay cool. so that's how that's how early that relationship started then oh wow okay yeah it was pretty early on yeah. so how did you get hooked up with matt and jinx yeah, it was for our manager at the time. Um, yeah, he was great friends with them, and one thing led to the next. Okay. And um, Jinx is good friends with Matt Sorum, so that's how that connection came about. I really did enjoy the first album. It's got a, it's got a, a lot of different sounds to it. It's not just a heavy album. There's you know I mean, a lot of softer songs too. And yeah. I am a sucker for pinch harmonics, so I love while we live. Thank you. That song's a lot of fun and live, too. Oh, I'll bet. Pitch harmonics always get me. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Yeah. There's something They're about fun. that little squeal. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you one thing. There's a lot more piano in that than I expected. 
yeah, yeah. we definitely implemented a lot yeah um mm-hmm. and it all just came from like how we wanted the the album to be as a whole you know the title worth living for it's very emotional and it kind of takes you on a journey so you need that emotional piano sometimes oh for sure for sure yeah. and I'm, I'm assuming that was both of you playing the piano throughout the whole album sharing parts right and you re-released it mm-hmm. yes we so, did yeah right. it's re- tell me a little bit more about why you did that yeah um it was actually a very important step for us to um kind of re-release it because you know at the time we weren't really under a label mm-hmm. so um it didn't have the exposure that we really wanted it to and plus the um the old artwork too we felt it could be represented um a little more clear okay. so yeah, we, with Deco, we're able to kind of pitch it to more um, platforms, and the new cover had us on it, so people who knew who we were. Mm-hmm. So it was a better branding um, plan or strategy. Yeah. Was there any issue with the sound? Was did you we remastered it? Did you pull anything out that maybe you oh. didn't hear in the first time, the, the first release, or uh, would you, did the music stay pretty much the same? I, yeah. I think the, the music um, changed a little bit. Um, I think because in the previous sound, it was very um, very high gain sounds, especially with the guitar. Okay. And um, yeah, when we remastered it, it kind of toned down more with the drums and the vocals peaked through a little bit more. So Excellent. yeah. Mm-hmm. That came out in 2020? Was that, was that the re-release? The, oh yeah, the, yeah. the re-release was um, August of 2020, I think. Okay. But the, the first um, time it came out was, I think, 2018. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then the new album, you guys started working on, on that. Now, did, was there a lot of touring or playing live in between? Um, just oh. just some local shows to us, okay. um, like in Anaheim. But we hope to tour after. You know, since we released the album, we got to yeah. go out to, you know, further than California. Oh, yeah, yeah. Were the songs for Realms developing at that point? Or was that more of a sit down and writing specifically for the new album? Yeah, it was definitely more of a, like a sit down kind of pre-production, like just getting in that mindset of writing again. Yeah, we weren't playing a lot of shows at that time because okay. um, obviously the pandemic w- was in full effect and we're like just about to record and then it got, you know, shut down with the recording process. So we had lots of time to work on the album. Yeah. <laughs> so I never <regret> nothing. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. so, so you weren't working out the songs live before, before the pandemic hit, I guess is what I'm well, oh, actually, no, we did. I think we did play Realms maybe live, just that song once, I think, yeah. just to get the feel of it. And okay. um, after that, yeah, we kept writing. So mm-hmm. that's right. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming you had to approach Realms a little differently than the first album because yeah. everything was in lockdown. Right. Definitely, yeah. We had a lot of time to kind of um, actually play the songs together in our practice space and making sure that we can handle it live <laughs> oh, it, especially with the guitars there's lots of stuff going on and singing and playing you yeah. want to make sure you can like you know do both yeah. yeah okay did the pandemic affect the writing at all this the album sounds a little bit heavier 
than the first one. Fewer softer songs, but there's definitely some. I mean, there's definitely some, uh, there's definitely piano in there with Heart's mm-hmm. Ease, Nord's Finding, beautiful piano in those songs. Was, was the pandemic an influence in what you were writing about or the, the approach you took to the, the songs in any way? Oh, um, that's kind of a, yeah, I, I think the pandemic did kind of affect our recording, especially, um, I noticed it with our vocals, um, mm-hmm. because we would have, you know, a couple months in between recording and, you know, even just two months not being in the studio, you're like, I want to get these ideas out. Oh, and so imagine, yeah. it, it pours out. Yeah. Even through the, um, through the guitars and the drums, you just, you hit the drums a little bit more harder. You play a little bit more with feeling and yeah, it came through. (laughs) Definitely. I love the heaviness of the album, but what I, one of the things I really like is the clean vocals. Oh, Oh, yeah. There's not a lot of processing on them. It's very kind of organic sounding. And there's not a whole lot of screaming or the cookie monster kind of folks. And in fact, I don't think there's any now that I'm thinking about it. No, no, yeah. yeah, it's definitely all clean vocals. Yeah, so we're kind of continuing what we did in Worth Living For with that kind of a sound, so. I love yeah. that sound, and I think that it's one of the things that kind of sets you guys apart from some of the contemporaries is the, the clean vocals, the beautiful harmonies that you can only get with siblings. And Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I think that's one of the things I was drawn to is, is the uniqueness of the sound. The second album, Realms, it sounds like you guys really grew as far as the the songwriting. I can definitely, especially vocally. Yes. Vocally, yeah. Yeah. Vocals especially, yeah. Um, There's some songs I look back on, like, and worth living for. I'm like, man, my voice is high. (laughs) Like, even on Hazel Eyes, like, um, our music video for that, the audio, you know. to leave those things up you know because you see how far you've come and oh, same with jessica too yeah we're trying yeah. different um different things too like yeah with the harmonies we're exploring different ranges of our void okay and then um kind of discovering our, our sweet spot with our vocals and mm-hmm. you know me singing higher backups and jackie kind of mid-range like we found mm-hmm. ourselves more yeah like in mm-hmm. don't change the chorus and don't change i yeah that, i love oh, that Silence, it keeps 
Thanks. Thank you. That's one of our favorites too. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, you're right. The, the chorus. Mm-hmm. So are you guys planning to, to, are you out there playing live yet? Uh, I know things have, I'm out in close to DC and uh-huh. things have opened up and there's, you know, shows all over the place and you guys oh, are out okay. in California. Yeah. How, how is the atmosphere out there? Are you able to get out and play live at all or? Yeah. Yeah. There's actually been, um, more um, venues opening and, you know, it's good to see live shows happening. And yeah. how has <laughs> the practice for the new songs? How are the songs changing at all? Because there's a the songs are pretty dense with guitars and pianos since uh some of the songs have some if i'm not mistaken i have strings that may be in the Mm -hmm. on the first album i'm trying to remember but how is the arranging for the songs changing them in for a live setting yeah for the live setting um we try to you know incorporate as much as we can from um what we did with the record having them on our tracks too because we love the piano and the synth live yeah and um, it cuts through and it, it really makes an impact too mm-hmm. but um there's some songs with fade outs so obviously we're kind of um reworking some of the, that um the structure and stuff but it's yeah. it's really crazy to actually realize we're playing the new songs live <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's been fun yeah rehearsals and all that yeah I would love to see you guys live. I hope you can come to the East Coast at some point soon. Cause oh yeah, yes, we'd love to. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Oh, right. excellent, perfect. Well, I'm there. Now, are you guys? I, I heard Jessica that you have a pair of drumsticks signed by Steve Gadd, and I've got my hand right in front of the camera. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah, they're actually like deep in my room right now, where no one can touch them. <laughs> <laughs> I just have, Safe. I just have them. They're safe in the safe. I'm just kidding. So, but yeah, I do have them. That, <laughs> safe in the safe. <laughs> he was, he's an incredible drummer. Oh my gosh, I love oh. Steve Gadd. How did you yeah. get those? Oh, it was it was so crazy. Um, so the the uh, drum instructor that I, I worked with for a while, um, he invited me to um, Steve Gadd's concert. Um, it was at the Catalina Club in LA. So um, yeah, he was yeah telling me about you know Steve Gadd's coming. You gotta come. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, Jackie came with me and mm-hmm. we, we watched the concert and he was so amazing live and we actually seen danny carey from tool there too oh cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> really two icons in one these, night that's <laughs> yeah. amazing so good yeah oh my so gosh guy. Yeah. so i guess so did you get a chance to meet steve afterwards and he gave you some the sticks or had... yeah wow. yeah we did we went straight we ran straight to his merch table and <laughs> he had the drumsticks out and those were selling out quick so wow. and he signed it right in front of me and we got some shirts so I think Super cool. is it hard to sign drumsticks the round? Yeah, I, I know his drumsticks. They were all like um, a black color, so he had the silver sharpie, and they they were like really oh, yeah. skinny drumsticks. He's like trying to sign. <laughs> but Man. yeah, so crazy. So yeah. are you are you guys big memorabilia collectors? Um. Not not really memorabilia, but we bit. we love antiques though. Like we love oh, really? stuff like that. Yeah, we're big time antiquers and. You can kind of see that in our music videos too. Wow. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, rock memorabilia is really fun though. Yeah, you guys have also done some things outside of music, which I find really interesting. You worked on a comic and mm-hmm. some jewelry. Yes. Uh-huh. So you guys yeah. are just really creative. Yeah, Thank and you. you know we we credit that you know to our our label, you know um, Deco Entertainment. They um, completely let us have freedom and. 
um, discovering new new ways to market ourselves. And the comic book just seemed so natural with um, with realms because it's a, a visual experience too. And um, having a comic book, it, it'll pull people into the world of realms, and we think it'll be a, a cool turnout. So what's now? What's the uh, name of the comic? How did it, how, I guess? How do you find it? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, as of now, like the, the title of it's kind of a kind of a secret until okay. it's really but, fair um, enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep it secret, but it'll be out soon, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. When you first started working on Realms, you're gonna release a single a month until the entire album came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that experience like? How how did that all come to to be, and 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 what was the end result? Yeah, um, we actually that plan kind of changed after the third song because um, I, yeah, it was mid pandemic, so recording time got pushed back, and we weren't yeah. able to release the rest of the singles each month. Mm-hmm. But um, even just releasing a single month, like it was, it was really good for our fans too, because you know they were always excited and waiting for something new, and yeah. you know, um, it, it's okay though, like if you know plans like that don't happen, because um, you know there'll be there will be something else for them to latch on to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And- it was a difficult time. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so were you working on one song at a time to completion and then releasing that? Or were you just, did you have like oh. three done and then just kind of space them, space them out? Right. Mm-hmm. We're kind of playing it by ear um, with the producer we were working with. Um, yeah, Steve Evitt. So um, yeah, we're kind of just going by however many we could finish in a, in a day. Wow. <laughs> so like with drum tracking, mm-hmm. like obviously it wasn't like too much tracking. It was like at most two songs per drum day. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of however long we could take, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So All what, the time. <laughs> what was the biggest difference for you guys between the first album and the second album in recording? I know that the pandemic hit and made things really difficult but was there anything in particular that's that you felt changed between the two for you for you on a personal level oh um yeah for me, i yeah. think just yeah our approach to the instrument yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely um and plus like when you're in the studio drums are always um tracked first so mm-hmm. um yeah like jackie was saying we had lots of time to kind of work with um the songs and getting situated with the parts but um the main thing was the tempo maps I was able to take my time and run through all the tempos and the changes and we could actually use that in the studio. So you guys do a lot of tempo changes in your songs, which is, mm-hmm. I'm a prog fan. So I like that. Yeah, Awesome. <laughs> I, it's, it's a good challenge for us. That's why we like it too. So. I mean, what, what's the hardest thing for you guys to do live? Cause you, like you said, your songs are, are so dense. What's the biggest challenge to, transforming them from what you hear on the album to what you're going to hear on a stage? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I think um, the biggest, I guess, challenge is uh, just to not overthink it. Like, um, <laughs> same with any any instrument. It's like if you really think about, you know, this chord is a C-sharp minor. Like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't, like, think about it. You just kind of have to go on autopilot, but still have that feeling there and, you know, just have fun too. Cause if you overthink like the time signatures and stuff like that, it'll slow you down. So right. um, if you can just have fun, relax and the, the tone too, like knowing what we want the, the tone to sound like live, mm-hmm. like emulating that, that matters. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great answer. <laughs> Are you both gearheads? Do you guys uh, like to collect gear or pay a lot of attention to gear? 
yeah yeah we're, we definitely yeah pay really close detail to gear and um we always want like <laughs> we all like as musicians we always want the best stuff right, right. but um as far as our, our genre of metal like we love to see what other metal heads use like other um guitar players and drummers and what makes them faster on double bass you know mm-hmm. certain things like that so yeah we're gear junkies <laughs> do, you, do you have a, a current favorite piece of gear that you've gotten I probably have to save my my Fortin grind pedal. Um, it's actually it's a distortion pedal with a channel switcher, so oh, it can cool. go. Yeah, from clean guitar parts to like full on metal, and it's got a built in um distortion dial too. So. Oh wow, yeah. that is cool. It looks cool too. It's like a black. I it's it's locked down on my board right now, but it's it's black and boss with skulls and stuff. Oh nice. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I'm I- trying to think. And for me, I don't know. Probably my snare drum. (laughs) So so Um, what brand of uh, drums and and guitars are you guys using? You you guys are awesome. You have endorsements. I mean, you guys are really taking off here. So what what are you guys using right now? Oh, definitely. Should I start first? Yeah, I have as much as (laughs) Jackie. (laughs) Crazy, yeah. um, Anyways, yeah, with with drums, though, um, I play Tama. And um, that's because I love, you know, Mario Duplantz here from Gojira. He plays Tama drums and a lot of other drummers I love. So um, Tama Star Classic and then uh, drumsticks are Vic Fur. I always played Vic Fur ever since I picked up drums. And um, the cymbals are Zildjian. So, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And for um, for guitars, I really love Charvel guitars. Um, they both came with EMG pickups, which we're endorsed with, so it worked out perfectly there. Nice. And um, yeah, I love Richter straps too. I think they're from Germany, and they make really good, um, high quality leather guitar straps. Very comfortable. And um, yeah, that's pretty much my setup. Not as much as you thought, huh? <laughs> 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 Are you missing one? That's the, that's the pedals. <laughs> oh yeah, the pedals are a different story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How now? How big is the your pedal board? Because you got a pretty thick sound. Oh yeah, um, it's about um, yeah, it's behind me right now, but it's actually it's the Pedal Train Classic One. So I think it's it's less than twenty inches. It's pretty small. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just have a basic delay pedal, and yeah, that distortion pedal I was telling you about, and then a volume pedal and a tuner. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, that's good. If, if that, you'll always sound good if you have that. Yeah. <laughs> how can people follow you guys on social media how can they pick up the albums and keep track of upcoming shows and releases and whatever you guys are up to oh yeah um i would say um the the best place to find us is through our website so uh that's dianthuslive.com and from there you can um find all of our social handles um run instagram dianthus fan and facebook dianthus official a lot of other platforms too, but that's the main website. Oh, excellent. And the new album is Realms, and it's, I really yeah. have been enjoying it. It is so good. Thank you. Thank so you much. so much. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining me. I've, I've taken up a lot of your evenings tonight, so thank you so much. This has been awesome to, to get in touch with you guys and, and learn more about the music and the, the history of the band. And of course. Hopefully, you guys can get out to the East Coast and I can catch a show somewhere yes that'd be great yeah thank you so much
92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought about space in my cramped apartment, But in this house, all I see is empty space. The sofa and ottoman look like tiny islands in a sea of hardwood floors. I could get two ottomans in the living room, but then I'd need another sofa. (gasps) I could tell people I'm into minimalism. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Cash Rookie Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.